Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I'm your co-host, Megan Reynolds, and in my other co-host, Madeline Davies Stead, I have Jezebel pop culture reporter Hazel Sills with me. Hi, Megan. Hi, Hazel. Um, Hazel and I are going to talk about some dirty dirt, and later on in the episode, I will be joined by Jezebel's Deputy Editor Julianne Escobedo-Shepard to speak to Sally Ann Salsano, the executive producer of all of the reality shows you watch and love but don't talk about loving, like Jersey Shore, Jersey Shore Vacation, Martha and Snoop's like potluck dinner. For me, people always like, what makes a great reality show is a great cast. I'm like, thanks, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Duh. That's coming up later. But for now... Hazel, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am alive and well, (laughs) as always. You're breathing. I'm breathing. I had some water. Your heart's beating. My heart is beating. Um, It's warm outside. (laughs) You and I are wearing matching jackets. Yeah. Everything is great. Our beautiful furry jackets. (laughs) Did I have this jacket before you? You And then you... (laughs) You were were so cute. You were like, where'd you get that jacket? Uh And then you came in one day wearing a very similar jacket. Well, that one was sold out at Uniqlo in my size. So I just found this at H&M. It looks exactly the same. It does. Do you find that it's getting like matted? It's getting matted. I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. And also I have like long curly hair and Uh. it gets stuck. Like my jacket's just... Covered in hair. (laughs) It's really good. (laughs) That's beautiful. I hadn't noticed that. Um, So that is more than enough about our disgusting twinning. Let's get into the dirtiest dirt this week, huh? Dirty dirt. Dirt, dirt, dirt. Here's the thing. The Olympics are still going on because they go on for so long all the time. There's only been a couple of weird celebrity gossip items that have happened Mm -hmm. that I feel are worthy of discussion. The first and foremost is Justin Theroux and Jennifer Aniston have broken up. They have broken up. After three years of marriage. Yeah. Their statement to the press was as follows. Normally, we would do this privately, but given that the gossip industry cannot resist an opportunity to speculate and invent, we wanted to convey the truth directly. Whatever else is printed about us that is not directly from us is someone else's fictional narrative. Above all, we are determined to maintain the deep respect and love that we have for one another. Okay. Also, can I just say, like, God bless them for saying that normally they would do this privately. <laughs> like, they, they're they public people and they they live their lives in public. And I love the idea that just the they would even, yeah. they would be like, I don't know, maybe if they said, like, we would love to be able to do this privately. Right. Like, okay. No, I mean— Not to nitpick their— No, please. I'm here—please pick it apart. I'm here for that. Yeah, it's silly. I mean, there are so many— Every time a celebrity couple breaks up, they will issue some sort of statement along these lines. I remember when Elon Musk and Amber Heard broke up, it was like statement upon statement upon statement, always referencing like— that like whatever you hear in the press is like a fiction. Mm-hmm. And I think Angelina and Brad said something similar when they broke up. Yeah. And also like, I don't know, I just feel so bad for Jennifer Aniston in moments like this because she has just gone through, for whatever reason, people are just like obsessed with with like her, her being broken up with. Yes. And, well, yeah. people, I think it's because, I don't know, I really do think she struck a chord as Rachel. Yes. And then, <laughs> did she? I, I wasn't know. aware. 
<laughs> I just threw something in Hazel from across the table. <laughs> My stance on Jennifer Aniston has been like, leave Jen alone. Yes. Forever. Yeah. Like, she has her, her live. whatever, smart water deal. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. staying it's vitamin- hydrated. She's staying hydrated. She's keeping her skin moisturized with Aveeno. <laughs> <laughs> she just, yeah. I leave her alone. But yeah. it is fun to think about that. Brad Pitt is now is single, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Aniston is uh, single now as well. It is fun to think about. Fun to think I about. I mean, do you actually entertain the idea that they would get together again? Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen because I think, like, the Angelina and Brad breakup was, like, very traumatic. It's probably still super traumatic. Yeah. They're, like, they have, like, a thousand children. <laughs> they need to, like— sort out a bunch of shit. Brad is really into like what's vaping and making sculptures. Wait. That was like right after they broke up. He did that. I think it was like GQ style. He did like this insane GQ shoot in the desert. And then he talked about how to get through the breakup. He's like vaping and listening to a lot of Sufjan Stevens. Oh my God. And doing like sculpture, like mixed media sculpture. He's turned into like a 22 year old (laughs) Parsons student. (laughs) So he's regressed to a point where I don't think that he is in a place mentally to be in a relationship. No, I think he's going to like turn up in you know, four months, like, dating Bella Thorne. Oh, my or God. <laughs> someone of that age. That, I just don't have any hope for I male don't, actors of a certain age. No, I don't either. I think they all end up repeating their same, like, shitty patterns, which is, like, fucking 20-year-olds. Yeah. So good luck to him. And you know what? I just want just I want Jen just to be happy. Yeah. I just want whatever that means for her. Yeah. And I don't think it's Brad Pitt. No, it's definitely not Brad Pitt. Like, it's probably all. another moisturizing sure. sponsorship. Another moisture <laughs> <laughs> Another moisture sponsorship. <laughs> it's probably you're right. It's probably some sort of another cream sponsorship. Yeah. And uh, I want that's it. And you know what? That sounds great. Yeah. I would lo- I would love a moisturizer sponsorship, in fact. I would gladly Jennifer shill. Aniston for Glossier. Oh my god. <laughs> Amy Schumer, something happened to Amy Schumer. Do you know what it is? She got married. Yay. Yeah. Um, she had a surprise wedding. Yeah, it was like last week and it was just very casual, right? She yeah. just kind of like posted Instagram. Right, like a surprise gram situation. Yeah. So she's married to a chef named Chris Fisher. He works at a farm called Hazel, if you'd like to do the honors. Beetle's Bung Farm. Beetle Bung. Beetle it's bung. a single beetle. <laughs> a single Beetle's Bung. Beetle Bung Farm. Beetle Bung Farm. Um, yeah. It's on Martha's Vineyard. He seems like a nice guy. Uh, I feel like her going from a carpenter oh, that's right. the to a chef is very like Sex and the City mm, season two. It is. <laughs> I don't know. They just seem like fake who who marries who marries a chef? I mean, who, I don't know who marries like an Aiden knockoff. <laughs> yeah. Like who is like what was his name? Was his name Ben? He seemed kind of like a douche. Mm-hmm. And this guy, the chef, the chef de cuisine or whatever at Beetlebung Farm, seems great. Yeah, John Early officiated. 
which I love as Vicky. As Vicky. Character Vicky. <laughs> which is really a really nice detail. Um, yeah. And I would love it if I were to ever get married. I would, that would be a dream, like a goal. Yeah. I wonder what that ceremony must have been like and how much denim was mentioned <laughs> in, the, in the vows. Yeah. I think probably a lot. I it looked it looked nice. I mean, I'm happy for her. I whatever if she can keep making movies and like that bad one that looks like bad. What is the one? What is it I called? I feel pretty. I feel is pretty. Her new upcoming movie. Yeah. In which she's an average. She plays a woman who looks like Amy Schumer who gets hit on the head. Yeah. And then wakes up and thinks she's hot. Are you okay? Yes. That is the plot of the film. <laughs> I will reserve judgment until I have seen it. And now all her new material is going to be about farming and marriage. Am I right? Ooh. <laughs> what if she got married for the for the material? New material. Because her, <laughs> her stand-up is like, oh, I can't catch a because I'm me and men. Yeah. Oh, God, that is... <laughs> That's oh. my conspiracy Jesus. theory. terrible that happened on Sunday evening, which was the night of the NBA All-Stars game, Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas uh, <laughs> and a uh, less successful solo career. Oh, burn. She was chosen to sing the national anthem at the game. And she did a beautiful... No, she was horrible. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I kept seeing people talking about this on the internet on Sunday, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. I'm not going to watch yeah, that. Yeah. And then I finally sat mm -hmm. down and watched it, and mm -hmm. it was delightful. It was in the worst way. Really? Let's let's see if we can set the scene. <laughs> she was wearing like a black off the shoulder, like sort of vampy little mm -hmm. dress. Um, so confident. Really, comp really fucking confident. Standing in the middle of a basketball court, and then she sang like. Jazzy, she would you call it? What she would you? honestly sounded like Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> like her vo vocals were going were the insane. weirdest places and dragging out words like they shouldn't be dragged out. Yes, yes. Um, there was a lot of vibrato. Yeah, a lot of like having the mic really close to your mouth and like moving it Doing away. Doing the mic turning it back, <laughs> moving it away. <laughs> There's probably like a an actual technical term for that. that I, I would love know. to know because I always wonder about that. Like, yeah. is that just for dramatic effect or is that actually 
for like yeah. the sound. It's like when waiters pour you water in the restaurant and the they high pour, move the, the up and down. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the musical equivalent of, of that. like the high pour. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no one was very happy with it. She she seemed actually pretty okay with what she did after like watching the video. She seemed like okay. Yeah. With oh. like how she sang. One thing that was great about the video is that God bless the cameramen oh and the God. producers of that scene because they kept dramatically kind of like fading mm-hmm. to the basketball players so who were clearly <laughs> stifling their la- like clearly <laughs> hiding their laughter <laughs> like biting their lips yep. and like looking at their feet yep, and- like thinking about like dead pets or like whatever it is you have <laughs> you to, do. to do I ha- yes yeah um she was pretty she was roasted pretty hard I would say after that happened, so much so that she felt the need to issue an apology, which is like, okay, it says, I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. And last night, I want to try something special for the NBA. This is from people. I'm a risk taker artistically. Madam, are you? But clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. I really like honestly tried my best. Me too. Me too. That's my favorite part about this because it's clear if you watch the video or if you just listen to it that she did indeed try her best. Yeah. She was trying. She was trying. Yes. My goodness. You could see it. Maybe too much trying. Maybe too much trying. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like it never occurred to me that one would even do like a jazzy rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, because it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it's it. It's a Star Spangled Banner. Just like go up there. Just sing it. Just sing it. Just sing it. It's really easy. I yeah. mean, it's not easy. I don't say I'm tone deaf, so I don't know. It yeah. looks hard, but it, easy. Yeah, it's hard for people who can't sure. sing. <laughs> <laughs> Can you sing? As someone who cannot sing, <laughs> I say go up there and just do your Yeah, job. I mean, I'll do it. Put me in the dress. Give me the <laughs> manicure. Make my hair look like hers did. I'll do it at the next one. Yeah. Fergie is an inspiration to us all. That she is. We can also fuck up the national anthem one day. <laughs> the conclusion to what I think has been a very stirring love story at the Olympics has finally come to a close. <laughs> um, um, on Monday night, it was the ice dancing single competition whatever it's called it was it was the medal event for like the single event blah ice dancing <laughs> Tessa Virtue and Scott Moir I believe it's pronounced Moir not like more Pinot Moir Pinot Moir yeah exactly they are the Canadian ice dancing couple who skated earlier in the Olympics to the Moulin Rouge soundtrack including the sort of guttural and uncomfortable version of Roxanne that features in that soundtrack. They were the ones who were in trouble for like, they took out a lift in their routine that was like, basically she had her legs wrapped around his neck and his face was in her um, coochie region. Um, they determined that that lift was like too sexy for the Olympics. It was like a 10 second lift or something. 
they were going to take it out completely, but then they changed it so that only one of her legs was around, which Mm -hmm. here's, I mean, that like makes it the ink, whatever. It's like not. It's still sexy. It's still really. It's still too horny for the Olympics. Too horny for the Olympics. They skated on Monday. They did the same routine because of what I'm learning after having watched like almost every figure skating event (laughs) ever because I'm doing shit for work for it, I they repeat a lot because why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. They also repeat costumes a lot, which I think is rude. It is the Olympics. <laughs> Excuse me. I will I will personally go fund me anyone who needs I'm sorry. It's the fucking Olympics. Like anyway, they have not repeated a costume. Out oh. of they have not. The costume that she wore last night looked similar to the one that she did Moulin Rouge, the Moulin Rouge routine in the first time. But it was You are a, so deep. It was a in different red. dancing. I know. I, f- I feel ill. <laughs> I feel like I need a, some sort of break. <laughs> You're like the trim on this Leotard <laughs> was different than the one it that was. she wore. <laughs> well, I mean, I had to like compare the pictures. I was like, is this the same dress? Because they all oh, start to yeah. look the same. Mm-hmm. They won gold. Um, the siblings who skate together won bronze. Some French people, one silver, they're very good. So the thing about this couple, Tessa Virtue and Scott Moore, is that they're not fucking, but it seems like they should be. Yeah, the the chemistry that they have together is undeniable. And Mm -hmm. also, they they definitely, like, play up the sexuality of their routines. And they'll, like, they'll post Instagrams Mm -hmm. of each other, like, nuzzling each other's necks on the ice. And then they're, like— does, does he? <laughs> <laughs> he says he has. I've what I have heard is that he has a girlfriend and yeah. she is single. Yeah. People ship them. They do. Pretty hard. And they also have like there are fans online who say that not only are they dating, but they've had a baby together. What? Yeah. Because there was, I guess, um, Tessa had surgery at some point, like right. on her knee like, and was like not skating. skating and people uh-huh. thought that. During this time period, she had had a baby. This is not fact checked, vetted, or endorsed by Jezebel. You- <laughs> I'm just Where the messenger. Where did you find that? <laughs> I did. That's wow. People are crazy. Yeah. Um, well, they should be dating. They should be dating. They were on the Today Show on um, Tuesday after their victorious win. And Hoda and Savannah were both like, you guys should be dating. We think you should be dating. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, your chemistry is undeniable. Okay. <laughs> we're Twitter, dying. Twitter's exploding. They want you guys to be a couple. So We kind of do, too. We sort of do, too. Yeah, exactly. So would you guys just give us a little 411 on that situation? And their coach said the whole world would like them to date. But they were dating at age nine and seven. And I think Scotty broke it off. And he would say that's 19 or 20 years of regret. That's such a weird like, thing. Like, what their the co- fuck? Their coach said that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's just so, because, listen, if they really wanted to make it clear that they are not fucking, right. they would be putting that girlfriend out in the press. They would be right. very open right. about, you know, whether or not they're not dating. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that it's in the their best interests to not put that on display all the time because they're getting so much attention. I agree. I agree. Listen, I want them. I just want, I think. You just want everyone to be I happy. I do. I just think everyone should be happy. <laughs> there are select people that I do not think should be happy, but we have not discussed any of them this episode, which is great. So I can just be a light of positive, like a beacon of positivity, which mm-hmm. is rare for me. 
But I do sincerely hope that Scott breaks up with his girlfriend if they're indeed still dating. And then just dates Tessa. Yeah. Because they say, I feel like it would really enhance their art. I hope that he engages to her on the ice. Oh my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) How dramatic. I would love that. So I am so excited to be joined by Sally Ann Salsano, creator and executive producer of Jersey Shore and the forthcoming Hunter Mountain on MTV. She has graciously agreed to sit down with me for a little bit to talk about reality TV and Jersey Shore and her new show. So Sally Ann, thank you and welcome to Dirtcast. Uh, thank you for having me. This should be fun. And joining me also is Jezebel Deputy Editor Julianne Escobedo Shepard. Hello. <laughs> Sally. Hey, Julianne. I am so psyched. I l- am such a huge fan of everything you create. Yes. Ah, uh, thanks. This will be fun. This will be fun. <laughs> yes. We can talk a lot of smack. I want to talk, I want to first start talking about Jersey Shore because that is honestly one of my top five favorite reality shows ever, I would say, which is insane. How'd you get the idea for it? Like, what was the, just walk me through, like, the genesis of that program. Well, what's interesting is it originally was an idea that came out of VH1. They had called me saying, hey, we want to do a show about a bunch of guidos. (laughs) Um, And you're the biggest guido we know, so you're doing this. And I was like, wait, what is this? And they, it was originally a competition elimination show. What? And I was like, no way. Wow. This is lame. It will not work. And they were like, you literally have no choice. And so many times I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Right. And then they're like, fine, come up with what you want it to be. And then let's talk. So we took a little bit, and to be honest, I grew up partying and going to the Jersey Shore. Nice. I would say my life looked a lot like what was on TV. Oh, my God. And so I was just like, fine, let's do like a new version of a docu-series, which is just a 24-7 follow doc Mm -hmm. of what really happens at the Jersey Shore. If you guys are down for that, I'm so your bitch. If not... (sighs) Let's, you know, right. move on. And then we got into casting, and it was like a no-brainer. <laughs> um, and then it went from, we viewed it at a VH1 offsite, and then I got a call saying, good news, bad news. Good news is it's happening. Mm. Bad news, it's going to MTV. We're not going to be a part of it, which <sighs> was not bad news for me. I love MTV, but, you know, the people that I had started with were not going to be a part of it. Right. And then we went on to find the house, find the location. Um, we already had the cast. And uh, we were kind of off to the races. MTV is taking you inside a shore house like you've never seen. Full of the hottest, tannest, craziest guidos. They keep their hair high. It takes me about 25 minutes to do my hair. I started the freaking poof. Their muscles juiced. Pretty much I'm ripped up like Rambo. I'm hot. (laughs) And they're fist pumping all summer long. Fist pumping like champs. So don't be a hater. If uh, hating is your occupation, I probably got a full-time job for you. MTV's new series, Jersey Shore. And and that's it. And from that point forward, the show just took on a life of its own. But going into it, none of us realized what it was going to be. Right. I have a question about the competition reality show that they, like, what would that have looked like? 
I don't know. They were talking about like fist pumping competitions, dance offs, like tanning. But I'm like, mm-hmm. that's just like, and literally being a Guido myself, sure. like I for sure had a black satin jacket that said number one Guida with like my name <laughs> on it. Like all of it, like it is safe for me to say whatever I want because there are pictures and evidence okay. everywhere. Okay. <laughs> but it just, it just was different. And I was like, it's just not how we live because mm-hmm. being a Guido, as I say, it doesn't even matter nationality or anything. It right. really is like a state of mind and it is a lifestyle. And it's either you were raised that way or, or you weren't. It's strong sense of self, strong sense of family. Mm-hmm. It's going hard all the time and everything you do, like it's just how you were raised. I have a question about the casting, just in general for these shows, because particularly with Jersey Shore, and I imagine you have this this magic touch with all of your productions, but, you know, with Jersey Shore, it was this perfect combination of similar but disparate personalities. And how do you just, how do you know, or do you know that these people are going to mesh or not mesh in the ways that make compelling television? Yeah. I don't know. It is kind of, you know, I would say like I work with a great casting company, but then they influx us with a ton of people. And then we do the job of narrowing it down and interviewing everyone and, you know, talking to them several different times, several different people. Like we definitely have a different way of doing it than I think other companies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that we spend a, a lot of time and money on. And anybody can show up to a casting call and say they're whatever, but, like, you need to weed through and make sure you have the people that really are. Yeah. Right. And anyone can be duped. It's, you know, it does—it's not—it happens, but, like, in the end, it's really putting in the extra time at the front end that I think really helps you. Right. So what specifically are you looking for? Like, what in your mind makes, like, a good character? In general, with reality TV, is someone who's just honest about who they are. That's really it. It's like the good and the bad. Honesty is more than anything. And for me, people are always like, what makes a great reality show is a great cast. I'm like, thanks, Captain Obvious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Duh. I also feel like it's trust. It's not only like them trusting me to tell a true story, but I have to trust that they are being completely open, Mm -hmm. honest with their feelings and are who they say they are. And that's like normal. Like we all have good days. We all have bad days. We've all gone to that bar and been like, oh, that wasn't the best night of my life. (laughs) Or it was at the time. And, you know, this morning I'm waking up and having like a BLT and regrets for breakfast. So like you just kind of need to roll with it. And I think that's more of what life is like Mm -hmm. than a bunch of people just sitting around dwelling on like, oh, what happened last night? I think it's a little Mm -hmm. bit, well, that was fucked up. And then you like kind of move on. (laughs) That is, that is, you're right. You're absolutely, that is good. That is solid advice. You know, maybe that's the, the like sort of crux of why your shows are so compelling. Mm -hmm. It's not just that we can relate in this really fundamental way. It's like, I don't know, maybe we not just see ourselves in it, but like aspire to that sort of no fucksness. Well, yeah. I think that is. And I think there's a certain amount of courage. And I say this and I it's funny. After having Jersey Shore, which was my first docuseries, so mm-hmm. I'd never done one before, never worked on one, nothing. And that was my first one. And then after that, you know, you come out and I shot Hunter. Mm -hmm. I shot Party Down South. And now you go on to Hunter Mountain. And it's funny, like, all those kids will say, like, what's the magic? What do we need to do? I'm like, just be yourself. 
let us do what we need to do. And I always say, like, if you take five great producers, like production companies, producers, Mm -hmm. and give them the same footage, you would have five different shows. Right. Because it is a point of view. And like every production company and every show has a different personality. And I'm a firm believer in sense of humor all the way. Mm -hmm. And I would say I live my life is never like, okay, middle of the road. Right. Everything's either the best ever or the worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> which is not really a great place to live. But sure. no. <laughs> like nothing's okay. And I feel like that shows in our shows. Like I think people are either having the best time of their life or the worst time of their life. Yes. And I feel like either way, <laughs> we're laughing. We're surrounded by people we love. Sometimes the laughter, uh, we're crying at the same time. Right. And and that's kind of life. But at the end of the day, like, you can have a pity party, um, which I do often. Sure. But at some point, like, that party ends and you just need to be like, all right, shake it off. Let's go fuck some new shit up, you know? <laughs> and let's figure it out. Like, no, I kind of think that personality comes across in our shows. It <laughs> certainly, it really does because, you know, they'll, they'll go through some shit that's just like, you would think, like, if that were to happen to you, you'd be like, oh, my God, I would be devastated for, like, a day. And everyone is just sort of like, okay. Did that last night and they just move on. And it's yeah. very refreshing because you don't they it don't is. dwell on like the like the shame and the like bull, you know. They just like keep going. I don't think it's that they don't dwell on it. Okay. I think it's that they own it. Mm, and I think that's something that's interesting. I think there's so much deflection today and there's so much like, well, I did this because of this and I did this because right, of that. It's yeah. like I did it just because I did it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like so happened. I definitely slept with my roommate last night. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, think about how many reality shows we all watch where people are like, it's not exactly like that. And then you go to the flashback. Right. It's like, well, actually, it was exactly like it was that. Perce- we so, have the tape. It was like that. So there's two different ways to tell that story. You could either, like, allow them to go along thinking that they fooled everyone. But then that's also not me being honest with my cast. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, or it's me being like, okay, that's great. I'm, it's amazing how you have that vision of it. But me watching it saw this. Right. And then they're like, gotcha, right. We're shooting this. Like, <laughs> yeah. you get that a lot. And I think that's where the mutual trust comes from. Mm-hmm. And I think if you make a bad decision, there's always a way out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, sometimes MTV gets a bad rap of, like, oh, they put on all these shows that are salacious to teenagers and they show people doing things— No, they show people living their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on how you watch that show. And I think today there are so many people that think that everything is the end of the world. Like the breakup, fighting with your friend is the end of the world, getting into a fight with your parent, having a kid at a young age. Like all of those things are things that people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. And if you watch these shows, A, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And B, you see how real people handled it. And maybe you look at it and go, wow, that's a great idea. Or you look at it and go, holy God, if I ever am in that situation, I would never do that. And both things are okay. And it and it's like, it's kind of interesting. And I think that's the kind of thing. Like if you think about Floribama, Ugh, if you show. think about Party Down South and now upcoming winter break, like mm. I think about winter break and I'm like, oh my God, I went to Jersey Shore in the summer And I went to Hunter Mountain and skied my ass off Mm -hmm. in the winter. And we used to joke around and we used to call it Italian ice because Hunter Mountain was like just a bunch of fucking guidos. (laughs) It is. I grew Um, up near there. Yeah. We were like in jeans and leather jackets. It's amazing. Like total crazy people. It's really (laughs) crap. That sounds sick. Yeah, it's near where (laughs) I grew up. That's like a great look. (laughs) It is. 
The winter is definitely, and it's funny, I read your article of like, I don't know if it's going to have the same whatever. And I was like, fuck her. Oh, my God. Um, And I loved it all in one. And I was kind of like, and I remember being like, oh, my God, if you thought Jersey had drama, you have not Uh, seen anything. I watched the first two episodes and I'm fucking riveted. I like, I'm telling you. I love it. I'm sorry I doubted you. (laughs) But here's the thing that's so crazy. It's like cabin fever is real. Yeah, no shit. And like at the Jersey Shore, if you get pissy, run out your door. And go to the beach. And like go outside, go to the beach, go for a walk, cool off. You are snowed in. Yeah, it sucks. That is no lie. And you hate the people that you're with. Yep, yep. But also, you love the people that you're with. It's yeah. like family. Also, it it's just different. I always felt like my winter house experiences were slightly different than my yeah. summer they house. They are. Because you do spend more time. So I felt like, you know, we always hooked up more with the people that were under our nose because mm-hmm. we were freezing. <laughs> right. We didn't want to go out. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. We didn't want to go out, and, like, <laughs> we had just eaten a giant thing of chili. Like, that's yeah. the bottom line on the winter house scenario. It's true. It's true. I, You know what? When, when I wrote that, I had not even—because I've been on winter vacations before of that nature, where it's, like, it's 10 degrees outside. You don't want to go skiing, so you're just, okay. Like, we're up at 10. We're in the house. What the fuck else are we going to do? And I get it. And after watching the show, just the first two episodes, the— people that you found this time around are phenomenal. They're great. Yeah, they're kind of fun. And also, it's like, I would go to sleep and I'd be so afraid that there was a snowstorm. Yeah. And I would not be able to get to, we moved the hotel, the like the, the crew hotel, uh-huh. less than a mile down the road. I'm like, worst comes to worst, I could walk there. Oh my God. Like, I was like, <laughs> so oh mental. God. And there were nights we just slept on the floor in that house because we're like, if Christ. we go home and it snows, like we can't stuck. get back. Oh my God. Oh, my God. So, like, we get super nutty in Mm -hmm. a good way. And we become obsessed with the cast. Mm -hmm. And, like, they are fighting. They are fucking. They are breaking bones. I mean, I was like, what is going on? So, I haven't seen Hunter Mountain yet. And I'm very, very excited to. Do you have any ideas of who might be the most controversial? Can you give us a little, little tidbit on that? God, Jay Brew is so controversial. Uh, he, Jeff Brewer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, Alessandra, yeah. who I love. Oh, my God. I mean, she's I amazing. Love Alessandra. She's incredible. She, but like. Yeah, she's she's got so much to say. And her viewpoint does. is the only way the world is. Like, she sees <laughs> the world one way. And if you don't, like, that's on you, according to her. That is, like, yeah. Mark. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody. TJ. Oh, TJ. I love oh TJ. God. I love oh, TJ. keep watching. Yes. Um. It just like their characters just evolved to the end and mm-hmm. where this thing ends, it oh blows God. up so big in the last two episodes I'm so that excited. I'm like, oh, my God, we have to get them back. What do you think would happen if you put the cast of Jersey Shore and the cast of Winter Break together Ooh. in like a... Like a crossover scenario. I, I would <laughs> like, watch the shit out of that for yeah. starters. I mean, are you talking about all my dreams coming true? Yes, right? yeah, actually we are. 100% yeah, I mean, listen, I am all for cross-pollination. Uh, we'll see how it all pans out. I oh would love if you would also just throw the Floribama kids in there too. Yeah, the Floribama uh, They were for fun. They were so nice. We had them here uh um, around the premiere, I did an of interview with. They're so they're so sweet, but they all are. Like that's the thing. The Jersey mm-hmm. cast is a bunch of angels, and so is the Winter Break cast. Like I really think at the core, I pick people that are good people. Yeah, yeah. 
like that I want to hang out with, that I want to spend time with. Because right. at the end of the day, you can never pick a person and be like, oh, that's going to be your villain. Like, no one, the thing about reality TV is if people don't actually like your cast, they're not going to watch. Right. Yep. Yeah, totally. Yep. And all good people do some bad things or yep. make some dumb choices. That's true. That's just like life. That's a side that I feel like people don't really think about if they're just watching. Like you're you're there. Like you do a good job of not having your presence there so much, but you're there too. So you're also sort of an integral part of the show personality-wise, right? Is that how does that work? Yeah, I think my staff and I, like, we're, like, as it's going, it's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. How do we see it? Oh, my God, she's crying. Oh, she's so depressed. What are we going to do? Like, (laughs) you're just sitting there like it's all happening. You know, you have 40 cameras rolling at all times. And it it, it winds up becoming you're writing the interview questions live on the fly. You can't get in front of it because you don't know what's happening. Right. Um, you're just basically, you know, they're going into a confessional and giving you their inner thoughts. And sometimes from that, you're like, whoa, I didn't even know that that was what was going Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. So it is a little bit of like literally observing and learning from your subjects, if you will. Yeah. It is a little bit of a case study. And I think like you do these shows and like they're not all the same because every person is different and how Mm -hmm. they react is different. Right. And you're not like forcing them into like another reality shows. You're not forcing them into like predetermined roles. No, as a matter of fact, if someone comes into me, oh, like, or sends it, like, I'm, the t- I'm always like, who would you relate to best on a reality show? If they go, oh, my God, I'm so blank. I'm like, okay, just get them out. Like, yeah. I can't. <laughs> right, because that's like, just going to give you wa- bad TV. Yeah, because you want the person that's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, like me, I'm, me, me. I'm a human, like, whatever. I'm a great friend, or I'm all over the place because I'm sensitive about this. I get serious about this, mm. and it's like... That's real people. We all have a silly side. We all have an emotional side. People are like, I haven't cried in five years. Interesting. I'm like, hmm. People that say that, I'm like, they cry day one. Yeah, they're crying <laughs> within minutes of arriving at yeah, the house. Yeah, because you're so pent up. Like, if that's even real, yeah. yeah, if that's even real, then like, forget it. Yeah. Nice. You've never had a real friend or been in a weird, you know, been right. in a different situation. And it's right. like, I don't know, like I watched commercials and cry. I definitely have cried at certain episodes of Jersey Shore. I have yeah, to say that. Yeah, and I'm a giant plane crier. I <laughs> love crying on an airplane. amazing. Oh my God. Passion of mine. Really love yeah, crying it, on a plane. I'm so pumped to see what happens the rest of Hunter Mountain. And that premieres on Tuesday? February 27th, 1030 at night after the challenge. Fabulous. Um, then we have a new show coming out on TLC. Okay. That Saturday night. At 10 p.m., which is like a dating show on crack. I love it. I wish I was able to do this when I was dating. (laughs) It's called Hear Me, Love Me, See Me. Oh, my God. (laughs) And think about, I always say, like, you spend so much time dating someone, and then, like, a year in, you figure out, like, oh, their parents are weird. Their friends are messed up. That's not their real job. I don't, why haven't they let me go to their apartment? Why is this Mm. person always in an Uber? And it's like, (laughs) the way it happens is, let's say I'm single, right? So Uh I'm sitting on a couch and I have five men that are completely wearing cameras. Okay. And from the minute they wake up that day to the minute they go to sleep, I am with them. Oh my God. So I intercut between three guys and I date their entire life live, live talking to them, live interacting with them. I see them drive their car. I see them with their dog. I see them see their mom, their job, go out with their friends, whatever it is they do all that day. My Uh ass is right there. Wow. 
So then you and you can ask any questions along the way. You just jump from guy to guy. You have three different guys. Right. And then at the end of it, you pick like, okay, I liked guy number twos. I want to date guy number two. Uh-huh. All three guys walk into the room and you see them uh-huh. and you've already made your selection, but you don't know which guy matches the person Whoa! you picked. Oh my God. Fuck. This is oh, like so it is. Okay, Holy so shit. it is like the freaking opposite of Tinder, who you're just like figuring out who's oh going to bang God. that night. That's amazing. Oh, my God. So you actually, and it's like, if you think about a year of your life, you meet them, you meet their friends, uh-huh. you go to their job, you meet their parents. It takes you a fucking year to do that. Yeah. This is like in one day, Yo. you get this with three people, and then you meet the guy, and then what does that say about you? Like, Holy do you shit. pick the guy that maybe doesn't look so great on the outside, and you're like, oh fuck, my. but you would have never dated that guy. Is everyone in New York? Because this sounds like actually you could franchise this yeah, totally. in the city for people who have jobs. This yeah. right now is in L.A., but it okay. is a show that would ju- definitely travel. Like do 10 in L.A., go 10 here. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. can go everywhere. You could but in order to do that, like ladies, startup. I need some people to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch the shit Me out of too. this. this I, is get, a- I give you my word. I will watch the shit <laughs> yeah, out of this Yeah, it is show. definitely like it is, it is chick viewing in a way. And it's that type of thing where like even when I was watching like the rough cut at home and doing mm-hmm. edit notes, my husband's like, oh, God, every guy's going to be sucked into this mm. because my husband was like, well, what does that guy look like? She's mm. not into him. It's like you think, you know, it's really I don't know. I loved it. It sounds so good. <gasps> Thank you again so much. This has been wonderful. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. And thank you to Sally Ann Salsano, Julianne Escobedo Shepard, and Hazel Sills. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Madana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood, and this episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. You want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>